This is Kristen Matsko and Katherine Windsor from Adler Pollock and Sheehan. We regularly post helpful tips regarding estate and tax matters on our blog, Insight on Estate Planning. We're here today to offer some additional thoughts on recent blog topics in a quick discussion that we call Further Insight. Today's topic is why contingent beneficiaries matter. Hey, Kristen. So why do contingent beneficiaries matter? First, it's important to note that by designating beneficiaries on investment accounts, retirement accounts, and life insurance policies, you're keeping those assets out of probate. This is a big deal because probate is often confusing, time-consuming, and expensive for many families. With proper planning, though, probate can be avoided, and designating beneficiaries is a big part of this. So, designating a primary beneficiary is very important. However, naming a secondary or contingent beneficiary is also important. This is a safety net in case your primary beneficiary predeceases you or declines the distribution. So in the event that a primary beneficiary is deceased, the financial institutions generally have their own default rules. That means that they are going to govern where the property goes. Sometimes if there's no living designated beneficiary, it goes to the spouse. Sometimes it's the next of kin. However, if there is no default rule set by the financial institution, then it will go to your estate, which, as mentioned before, is time-consuming and expensive and avoidable. Designating contingent beneficiaries can also be useful with regard to strategic tax planning. If an individual spouse is named as the primary beneficiary, but acceptance of that account would have a negative impact by increasing the size of the surviving spouse's taxable estate, then the surviving spouse might want to consider disclaiming the account. In that case, the asset will go to the contingent beneficiaries. If there are no contingent beneficiaries named, however, this is likely to be a much less attractive and useful option. Kristen, those are really good points. I just wanted to add that while disclaiming is a great tool in estate planning, there are some really strict rules that the person disclaiming the asset needs to adhere to. The disclaimer has to be made nine months from the date of death of the owner on the account. The disclaimer has to be in writing and filed with the institution that maintains the assets. For example, if the account is an IRA at Ameriprise, then the disclaimer has to be filed with Ameriprise. As you know, our practice is to also file the disclaimer with the Rhode Island Superior Court. A disclaimer is irrevocable. The disclaiming person also cannot have received any benefit from the account with very few exceptions. Assuming I, that I don't have any contingent beneficiaries, how do I add beneficiaries to my account, Kristen? So generally speaking, beneficiary forms can be obtained directly from each financial institution and your broker or plan administrator can help you complete them. However, if you have any questions or if you think your estate might benefit from certain strategic planning options like disclaimers, it's important to reach out to your qualified estate planning attorney.